what's up everybody welcome back to the 90 plus extra time podcast it's me rob um i'm sorry i've been like really busy got a lot going on um that's why this episode is it's late it might be a little bit shorter um yeah i mean it's the new year so um i guess i'll let you guys know um you know, I've been living in Germany now for since 2015. This time, you know, I've lived here, you know, a bunch of other times in the past. Um, but I got a new job, so I'm going to be moving back to the U.S. Um, at the end of January. So, you know, it's happening pretty quick. Um, I found out like a couple of days after New Year's that uh, that I, you know, got accepted for the position. So I am going to be moving to Texas san antonio specifically um you know so i i kind of got a lot of stuff going on right now you know i'm committed to the podcast but uh you know you know there's still life stuff happening so um i just had a lot of stuff i had to take care of so that's why this episode is going to be late um you know over the next the course of probably the next i don't know two or three months you know there might be a you know a week or two where i have to shift the podcast because i'll be traveling or you know, getting set up in my new location. Um, but just keep in mind that I am absolutely committed to this podcast. Um, I, it was not my intention to, to have this episode late, but, uh, you know, stuff happens. Had to take care of some stuff with my wife, um, on Monday and I planned on recording the podcast. We had to go up to, you know, up to Frankfurt, um, here in Germany. And I plan on recording the podcast in the car on the way back, but uh, I wasn't able to because, you know, I had to drive and, you know, it just, it would have been weird trying to record and drive at the same time. And, you know, my wife was falling asleep on the way back and yada, yada. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to let you guys know that. Um, so obviously, you know, me moving back to the U S it's, it's not going to change, um, you know, me watching, you know, the, the European leagues, but, uh, I will probably be watching a lot more MLS. Um, and actually I'll probably be watching more of the, uh, the Mexican league as well. Um, as I mentioned, I'm going to be moving to San Antonio. Everybody knows that San Antonio really only has one major sports team. They have the the uh, San Antonio Spurs. Um, Austin, Texas isn't too far away. And not this upcoming season, but the 2021 season, Austin will be getting a um, an MLS team, Austin FC. Um, so, you know, we'll see how that goes. I mean, it'd be cool to, you know, be able to go check them out their first year um, in the MLS. I haven't been to an MLS game probably since 2014, probably. Um, yeah, but I am going to miss, um, you know, being here in Europe. I don't plan on being away for too long, a um, couple years, but uh, this is going to break my streak. Um, I mentioned, you know, probably in like the first episode of the podcast that I had been in Europe for every European championship since 2000. Um, and I expect, I fully expected to still be here for this one, um, but it's not going to be the case. I'm actually going to be in the U.S., in Texas, um, watching the Euros from uh, from, this, from the U.S. So, um, you know, it also sucks because for Christmas I got uh, a ticket um, to go see Stuttgart play Eskerberger Owl, but that won't be, when is that? I think that was in, I think it's next month. Yeah, it's on the 8th. I'm going to be leaving here, like, right around the end of January, so I'm going to miss that game by, you know, like a week, week and a half. But, 
like I said, it's not going to change how you know I approach uh, the game. It's just going to change my time zone and my location. I'm going to be in the central time zone of the U.S., um, which is what seven hours from uh, from Central European time. Um, so I'll just have to wake up early, you know, to watch some of the games. Kind of like the guys over at Soccer Stupid. You know, they're in California, so they have to get up stupid early to to watch you know a lot of the EPL games that they cover you know, watch Liverpool and Man City like they like, um, or, you know, they record it or, uh, DVR it. So, um, do people even still use DVRs now? Is that what they call it? I don't even know. I, I, I don't know. I've been away for that I, regardless, but I'll be recording games. Um, you know, just still checking out all the leagues that interest me. Definitely Champions League, Europa League, Bundesliga, and the other four big leagues, um, here in Europe. So, Yeah. Um, it's a pretty huge change, but I am definitely looking forward to it. And uh, like I said, just bear with me. There may be some times when the podcast will be a day late or I may have to a day or two late or I may have to just cancel one for a week, you know, based on what's going on. So um, I just want to let you guys know that now on to the football. Um, this is probably like one of my least favorite times of the year right after the new year. Um, because there is no Bundesliga happening. So, you know, there's a bunch of transfer rumors and, you know, this, that, and the other. And, you know, soccer life is, football life is pretty quiet here in uh, in Germany. You know, the teams are playing, you know, friendlies and, you know, they're meaningless friendlies. Half the time you can't even find the results for it unless you know exactly where to look. Um, like Stuttgart just played Basel the other day. I didn't look at the results because I still want to watch the game. Um, yeah, so it, it's just it's just really quiet. And because of all the transfer stuff that's going on now, you know, um, that that's one of the disadvantages I think that the Bundesliga has. I mean, I, I think it's great for the players. You know, they get that that additional month off. Um, you know, to be able to to rest up and you know they pretty come back pretty fresh. They get to somewhat avoid the the colder weather, even though here in Stuttgart, it's been pretty, you know, pretty decent. Um, like today it was, you know, 13 degrees Celsius, which is, is pretty nice. I mean, it hasn't snowed here yet. Um, I can't speak for some of the other parts of, of Germany, but, uh, it's definitely good. I do think that February though, is probably gonna be a lot colder than it is right now. And the players are gonna have to deal with that. It's been a long time uh, that I've known here in Germany, at least if they've had to cancel a game, uh, due to snow, you know, they do bring out the orange ball every once in a while, but, uh, I've never, that I can remember, I've never seen them, uh, cancel or postpone a match because of weather here in Germany. Um, so yeah, so waiting for, uh, the Bundesliga to start back up. Uh, unfortunately I will be able to, well, I guess it's fortunately I'll be able to watch, um, Stuttgart's next match while I'm still here. Um, and I'm going to have to figure out once I get to the, to the U.S. how to uh, how to watch, you know, all my Bundesliga matches and everything else. Not only Bundesliga, but, you know, Serie A, Premier League, uh, La Liga, and Liga 1. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. But, okay, so one of the big matches that, you know, I haven't talked about because you know, I kind of took a few days off um, was uh, the Spanish Super Cup. And Barcelona failing to make it to the final of that, you know, everybody thought we were going to get a Classico final 
I know that's what I was expecting, but they, they weren't able to get past uh, Atletico Madrid. So it set up an all-Madrid final, a Madrid derby for uh, the Spanish Super Cup. Um, and Zinedine Zidane, I mean, this guy is... I don't know if you can necessarily say that it's him. But you can't really say that it's not him. But uh, he just has a way to, to win finals once he reaches them. You know, I don't know what the official stats are, but... Uh, he, I think he's undefeated in finals that he's made it to. So, I mean, yeah, it's the Spanish Super Cup. Technically, you know, it's like a made-up additional level with the, the semifinal. You know, instead of just having the winners of the league versus the winners of the Copa del Rey, they added two additional teams to make it a mini-tournament, you know, mainly because they can get, you know, additional money from the Saudis or however. Um, but it's still a final because there's a semifinal. And even though the game ended 0-0, um, Real Madrid was able to win 4-1 on penalties and, you know, bring home another trophy to uh, to the Bernabeu. So, you know, congrats to them. I mean, in the beginning of the season, early on, I mean, it seemed like they were, were definitely struggling. They were still missing Ronaldo. Um, but now, you know, I mean, they're, you know, the top two in the league and they're, <clears throat> excuse me, I mean, they're back to, to where they were. You know, they had a bad start, but, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's a trophy. A trophy is a trophy. So, and they're still in the running to win La Liga, you know, or to compete for La Liga. Um, so Zidane is doing his thing. I mean, we'll see how they do in the, uh, in the Champions League and the Copa del Rey. But uh, right now, I mean, they're, they're doing quite well. Um, all right, next up. Uh, oh, Sergio Aguero. Um, he now has 177 goals in the Premier League, which is insane. That's a ridiculous amount of goals. Um, and he broke the record, so he has the record now for the most amount of goals scored by a foreign player in the EPL. He had a hat trick against uh, Ashton Villa, and he's able to score 177 goals in only 255 um, appearances, which is, is very impressive. I mean, that's... That's extremely impressive. It's funny, though, because I, I guess I was looking, and I've never heard another league really talk about foreign players, you know, performing well or setting records in their leagues. Um, I guess the EPL is different, maybe because the news that I'm reading about the EPL is always in English. You know, sometimes I'm reading, you know, German news or German football news, and it's in German um, and I, I guess I don't always get, you know, what exactly the author's trying to say, or maybe I'm just not searching for the right things, but uh, I've never really heard some of the other leagues talk about foreign players and the records that they set or how well they've done, except for the Premier League. Um, but, you know, congrats to him. Um, hopefully they can, uh, you know, improve on their season, Man City that is. Um, but yeah, congratulations to uh, Sergio Aguero. He's the the best foreign player to ever play in, uh, well, as far as goals go, to play in um, the EPL. Um, let's see what else we got. Barcelona. Ugh. I mean, they're they're on top of La Liga, yet they decided to sack Valverde. Um, I guess not making it to the final of the Super Cup. Um, I guess that had something to do with it. But, uh, you know, if you think about it, if they hadn't changed that format, he may not have gotten 
sacked, he'd probably still be in that job. But because they lost to Atletico Madrid um, and they didn't make it to the final of the Super Cup, which the final of a Super Cup just sounds weird anyway, um, that may or may not have cost him his job. So um, now they've brought in, and I, I've been trying to find how you say this guy's name. Um, I think it's Kiku, Kiku, Setien. Um, he he's replacing him. Um, I don't know. It's it's always hard for me when you know managers get sacked when their team is on top of the league. You know they're still in the Champions League. Uh, Copa del Rey. They just, you know, didn't make it to the final of the Super Cup, and they decided to uh, to replace him. But he seems like he was kind of always, um, since the beginning of the season, potentially, you know, in the hot seat to to get replaced. Um, I don't know too much about how the atmosphere was in the the locker room, um, but this this new manager, you know, they just lost Suarez probably for the rest of the season. Um, so you know, he may be kind of stepping into a somewhat dangerous situation. And, uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I wish them all, all the best, but, uh, you know, if, if a team's in first place in the league and they're sacking and, and, you know, they're still in all competitions, um, and they're sacking their manager, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's a, a, a job that I would want to take. Um, but I wish him, you know, the best of luck. Hopefully, you know, Byron finds somebody or, you know, they can, uh, find a replacement for uh, Suarez, who's out for the rest of the season. Um, you know, the market is open. A lot of players available. I don't know how much money Barcelona has, but um, I'm sure they can do it. So, um, and I still think that Barcelona is going to win the league. Um, we'll just see how they how they do in the other competitions um, going forward. All right, so it is January. Um, you know. The transfer market is open. <laughs> I say that this is like my least favorite part of the season. I, I guess it kind of is because, you know, like I said, Bundesliga. But I do also love all the crazy, crazy transfer rumor stuff that that, that pops up. Um, and it just makes for, for good reading. You know, you get all the notifications on my phone. And it's it's just always so interesting to uh, to see, you know, what people are saying and, you know, the, the potential... Um, moves that never happen and it's just clickbait a lot of it but with that being said I'm going to talk about some of these that I that I found somewhat interesting um, so Bayern is looking at PSG's Thomas Mounier now before I saw him potentially moving to a, a lot of teams in uh, in the EPL um, but his contract was up at the end of the season so it would be a free transfer um, especially now because, you know, the market's open. So, um, you know, and Bayern is looking at Boateng potentially leaving. But, you know, their back line is still so hurt because of Sula. Sula's out till um, probably next season, I believe. I think he's out for a whole year. Uh, I forget what the injury was. I want to say it was an Achilles. Um, so he's out. And then if they lose Boateng, you know, they're going to have to do something to um, fix that back line. Now, Boateng really hasn't been playing much plus I mean he's only I think 32 years old which you know to me seems young you know I'm, <laughs> I'm a lot older not a lot older but I'm, a, I'm quite a few years older than he is um, 
but you know usually once a player gets on the wrong side of 30 people are already looking at their for their replacements and they're looking for you know who's who's leaving who's slowing down you know who the next guy is but uh with the um with the issues that Bayern have had and you know the people that they're missing you know maybe bringing in Thomas Mounier wouldn't be a bad idea I mean we'll see it wouldn't be until the end of this uh till you know next season anyway um I don't think they're looking at bring actually they couldn't because his contract is up he has less than six months um but yeah bringing him in especially if Boateng leaves not a bad not a bad idea um with that being said Boateng is linked to a potential move to Arsenal um which I think would be a, a good place for him um like I said he's only 32 he's still you know pretty decent player um I think that taking him off of the uh German national team will also help him to play a few more years um, I, you know, maybe he just needs to play in a, a different system, you know, um, he's been linked to a bunch of, bunch of different teams over the last, you know, two, three years, but he's never moved. He just stayed at Bayern and, you know, then he wasn't playing much. Then Sula gets hurt. Now he's, you know, you know, finding his way into games. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do kind of hope it happens. Um, I would like to see him playing in England. I think that'd be pretty, pretty decent, but, uh, We'll see what happens. Um, this is probably one of the most outlandish ones that I think I've seen, um, but it's been reported everywhere that DC United, I guess, has reached out to Luka Modric, and you know they're trying to bring him into DC. Now, the last big player, big European, excuse me, European player that uh, DC United had was uh, Wayne Rooney. You know, he left. He's at Derby County now. Um, I just can't see Luka Modric going to DC United. I think that, you know, the attractive teams in, you know, for big European players in uh, the MLS is obviously the LA Galaxy, maybe even LAFC, um, Beckham's Inter-Miami, even though they, they haven't played a game yet, and they're still building up their squad. Um, but also, you know, the team that I follow in the MLS, NYCFC, I think those are, you know, those four teams are like the big teams that have the potential to um, attract some of these big players, especially, you know, somebody that won the Ballon d'Or, you know, what, two years ago now. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'd be interested. It, it, maybe there's something about DC that he likes. I don't know. But uh, that was just one of the ones that I saw that I thought was kind of kind of crazy and caught my eye when I was like, what, DC, DC United of all teams? You know, not not even the Chicago Fire. But, um, you know, I think it, it would be good for, for DC United. It'd be good for the league. Um but we'll see. I still think he's going to end up staying in Europe. He probably won't even leave uh, Real Madrid, to be honest. Um, let's see. Christian Eriksen. Now, Inter Milan apparently has been trying to uh, to pull him in. Um, I'm not sure exactly what his contract status is, but uh, he it would be for like a like a oh actually his contract is up at the end of the season actually. So um, I saw something about them offering like. Um, Chelsea wanting 20 to 25 million for him. Interesting. No, he's only worth 10. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens. This That's just something that I briefly um, read over. Um, I've never really been a big Christian Eriksen fan. I never really saw, like, the what the hype was about him. I mean, he's a good player, but I just never really, you know, saw him as, like, one of the big players within Europe. Uh, but maybe he just needs to go to a different team. Um, 
Let's see another player that we've you know seen rumors about for probably like the last I would say two summers um, or last few years about moving to Real Madrid is Paul Pogba. Um, you know apparently he's not happy in Manchester United, and you know it's always been his dream I guess to play for Real Madrid, but um, both Real Madrid and Juventus, who he's played for before, um, are looking to sign Paul Pogba. Um, I think at this point he could probably go to either team and have an impact. Um, me personally, if, if if I was making the decision, I would uh, I would probably go to Real Madrid versus um, Juventus if I, if I were him, you know, because he's played for Juventus, he knows how it is to play in Serie A. He's always wanted to play for Real Madrid. Plus, he'd be playing for. You know, his fellow Frenchman, Zinedine Zidane. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, that, that's another rumor that, that's, you know, kind of been out there. But it, he's mostly been linked to Real Madrid and not to Juventus. Um, moving on to another Frenchman and a potential move to Italy. I've seen a lot of this. So, um, Olivier Giroud possibly leaving Chelsea and heading over to Inter Milan. Um, you know, the move, it's not going to happen during this transfer window would happen next year or the start of next season um, after the Euros. Um, but, you know, maybe he does need to move on too. Um, I think playing in Italy, he'd probably get more time playing for Inter Milan, but, you know, maybe not because of Lukaku and Alexis Sanchez. Um, he may have to, you know, switch positions or maybe they'd be willing to even change their formation once they bring him in. Um, I don't know. I, I I've always thought that once players get a little bit older, that they kind of want to go back to their their countries to play. Um, they would get more more playing time, um, you know, especially before making the move to the MLS, which a lot of them seem to do. But I guess he still thinks he has a lot left in the tank. I think he's like thirty two. I think Olivier Giroud is. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I may be wrong. Maybe he's only thirty. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens with that move. Um, Let's see, Bayern Munich, you know, last year they were talking, before um, the summer, they were talking about Leroy Sané going to Bayern Munich, then he got injured um, during the, I think it was a Community Shield match, um, and then, you know, he's he's been out since then, um, but Bayern obviously still want to bring him in, you know, he's German, um, I think he'd fit in well with Bayern, um, but, you know, me being a Stuttgart fan, I don't like Bayern. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think it would be it would definitely be a good move for him and for his career. Um, you know, come back home. He's still young. Play for a you know, big team in his home country. And, uh, I mean, you know, he's playing for one of the biggest teams in the world right now in Man City. Um, but, you know, the teams are going to make the moves that they, that they feel are, you know, best for their clubs. Um, and, obviously, he's going to make the decision – that's best for for his career. So, um, Byron, are, you know, pursuing him, they've wanted to for a while. So, uh, yeah. All right, uh, another German. We got uh, Mustafi from Arsenal. He's been linked with a move to Galatasaray, um, which I, I don't think he's happy at, at Arsenal. Um, you know, the media in uh, in England is is ruthless. I mean, as we've seen with this whole thing that's going on with the royal family right now. But um, as far as uh, Mustafi, like, I don't know. He just, he seems to 
kind of be sort of accident prone during matches or a little clumsy even. Um, you know, maybe moving Nagala, you know, will help him out. But um, I don't know. I just don't. Maybe moving there is like, you know, something the the, the beginning or the end of his career. Um, but who knows? Um, let's see. Um, this is official. This is, I guess, uh, Mourinho's first official transfer since taking over at Tottenham. Uh, Gedson Fernandez is moving from Benfica to Tottenham. Now, I don't know too much about this guy, but, uh, you know, it's Mourinho's first move. Um, I'm assuming he's Portuguese. Um, you know, Mourinho knows his stuff. So, you know, hopefully he uh, helps out the squad. Um, last but not least, from what I have, Pepe Reña, a name that I don't think I've ever mentioned on this podcast. He is going on loan to Ashton Villa from AC Milan. Now, he's like 36, 37 years old, goalkeeper. So, you know, he could probably play forever, just like uh, Buffon. Um, it's an, To me, it's an interesting move, going to Ashton Villa, who I don't think may not be in the Premier League next season. You know, we'll see. Um, but it's also, you know, towards the end of his career, so maybe... You know, that's why he's deciding to do it now or I mean, it is it is only uh, it's only a loan. So um, maybe they just need to, uh, you know, I don't know, try to improve their goal play. They have a uh, goal differential of minus 15. And right now they're in the relegation zone. They're in 18th place in the Premier League. So I don't know. Ashtonville, I guess they know what they're doing and, you know, maybe it'll help them out. I guess we'll see. Um, before I end the show, like I mentioned, this is going to be a, a shorter one and I'm sorry. I apologize. I just got a lot going on. You guys, I just want to go over some of the, the free agents whose, um, contracts are up at the end of the season. I mean, there's some, some big names on here. You know, some of these names are big. Some of them are, you know, getting, you know, closer to the end of their, their career. I don't want to say the end of their careers, but they're, they're, you know, they're getting closer and closer to 30 or they're past 30 and, you know, they are slowly starting to get towards the twilight of their career, but they could still have huge impacts on, on some teams. You know, they may not be able to go to some of the big European clubs because most of them, these guys are all at big European teams. Um, but I'm sure they could help, you know, somebody out, maybe like a lesser city or, you know, they could even come to the MLS and completely, you know, live like a rock star compared to how they are doing right now um, and falling off potentially in their leagues. Um, but some of these guys are still superstars and, you know, they're not necessarily going to fall off. But, um, first, like I mentioned, we got Luka Modric from Real Madrid, um, Christian Eriksen again from Tottenham, um, David Silva. Now I've seen that he was going to be going to the MLS potentially, but you know, we'll see. It's all rumors. Uh, Edinson Cavani from PSG. Now he has been linked to Atletico Madrid, um, so, you know, we'll see. But, you know, his contract's up at the end of the season. Um, let's see. We got William from Chelsea. Um, and, you know, if he doesn't sign a deal before the Copa America, um, which I definitely think he will, um, his value will definitely increase, you know, depending on how Brazil performs at the Copa America this summer. Um, Jan Vertonghen from Tottenham. Pedro from Chelsea. He's another one that's kind of up there in, in years. Uh, Fernandinho from Man City. I'm pretty sure that he's going to sign a new deal with Man City. Um, it just seems like this, it, 
you know, it's getting kind of close now, but uh, I, I do fully expect him to be back at Man City next year. Um, as I mentioned, Olivier Giroud from Chelsea, uh, Mario Gutza from Borussia Dortmund. Now, he just, I don't know, he had that amazing goal he scored to win the World Cup for Germany, but he really hasn't done anything since then. Um, that's not to say he's not a great player, it's just that, you know, he went to Bayern, Bayern didn't work out, then he went back to Dortmund. You know, they've been trying to win the league, um, but it's it's hard, you know, especially, you know, because of Bayern. Um, but, yeah, he's a free agent. I mean, we'd love for him to come down to Stuttgart, but I, I doubt that's going to happen. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. I think he is still in his 20s. I think he might be 28, 29 years old. Um, he's still got a lot left in the tank. Uh, Giorgio Cialini from Juventus. Um, I think he's, like, 36 years old, you know, He's a defender, so he could still play for a couple more years. Um, but I know he's been working on stuff for after football. I'm not sure if it's like his, you know, coaching certifications or you know something else. But he definitely has a plan for post football life. Uh, Blas Matuidi, also from Juventus. Um, I don't see him leaving Juventus, but if he does, um, you know, hopefully he'll go you know, back to France, or maybe he'll even go to England, who knows, uh, Martins from Napoli, Thomas Mounier, PSG, already mentioned him, Thiago Silva, also from PSG, you know, he's getting a little bit up there in, in years also, but, you know, we'll see how he performs at the Copa America as well, and Eric Bali from Man U, um, Man U is, you know, I mean, they're kind of in a position of I don't want to say transition, but their coach is not necessarily secure. Um, but, you know, they're doing, I guess, better than I expected them to do um, at the beginning of the season. Um, right now, they're sitting in fifth. That's the Europa League spot. And they're five points off of fourth, which where Chelsea is. So, you know, anything's possible. I guess we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. So, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that can happen between now and the end of January. Um, you know, not only in football, but also for me, um, I just hope that there's some, you know, some decent moves, um, and, you know, waiting for the Bundesliga and the second Bundesliga to start back up. Um, but yeah, it's mostly transfers and, you know, I don't know this, this time of year just seems like it's, I don't know. There's like this lull in, in football for me. Uh, maybe if I was living in, you know, England or France or even Spain would be a little bit different, but you know because I, my team, is in the Bundesliga or excuse me the second Bundesliga, and there's nothing going on right now. It just kind of seems like there's uh, there's something missing, you know, from uh, from my football my football world. So, um, yeah, I think that's gonna do it for the show. Um, like again, I apologize, you guys. I know this is this came. Uh, this episode was a little bit late, um, but uh, next week I will definitely, definitely have an episode on uh, on Monday. Um, I'm actually this weekend, hopefully, going to catch some more some more football. I haven't really been able to watch full games. I've been catching some highlights and you know, obviously reading a lot of stuff. Um, but thanks for bearing with me. Like I mentioned, you know, because this this move um, back to the U.S. has been consuming a lot of my time. Um, so, but thank you guys for listening. And as always, I will put my contact information in the show notes. And uh, I don't know, I just appreciate you guys. And I look forward to 
you know, taking the podcast to another continent, taking it to my home country. Uh, we'll see how it is. Maybe I'll get a you know a better studio set up <laughs> where I'm at there. Um, but we'll see. The first few episodes after I get to uh, actually, I probably say like the first month, two months, two and a half months. I'm kind of gonna be in limbo. I'm not gonna have my own place yet. But uh, once I get everything set up and I have the studio that I want. Um, you know, the podcast is going to hopefully it'll sound a little bit better. Um, I know this would be easier for me to record it. So, um, yeah, but thank you guys. I appreciate you guys for listening. You know, everybody that's, uh, that, you know, has, well, new listeners and people that have been with me since the beginning. I, I, I truly appreciate it. Um, things can only get better. Um, thanks. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you guys next Monday. Enjoy some football. Yeah, that's it. Bye.